Now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello, hi, how are you? Out Now is a film podcast, normally discuss new movies weekly, and that's what we're doing uh, for this special bonus episode. <laughs> uh, we uh, There were a lot of things going on, including the Oscars, of course, Hollywood's biggest night. And uh, we still, uh, still don't know who said it. Still not. I look. I was looking. I was doing a lot of research. Yeah. To try to find this, so we don't. We don't have an answer to that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were doing the Oscar shows. And yeah, there were movies that came out that we're going to address in a second. Uh, but we didn't like want to plan a traditional show because we had like the two Oscar shows to do. So now we're here, Abe and I, to discuss a few things this week. We're going to talk for this like bonus special episode. Uh, we're going to talk about the Lost City, the recent Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum uh, film that just came out. Uh, we're also going to talk about Everything Everywhere All at Once, the newest film from the Daniels. And there's another movie called RRR that I really want to get into. Um, so that's that's the plan uh, for this week's special episode. But first up, uh, some show notes stuff. But the, the Oscar shows, uh, those are fun to put together. We put together a prediction show. We put together our results show. Yeah. Um, the results both available. Show, yeah, both available now. The results show super fun to record. And we got a lot of good response on it. Like a lot of, I, I saw a lot of people on Mark's page commenting on it. Uh, Marcus Robinson, big, you know, friend of the show. He was, he was very happy with how we. No, no, you say he's a big fan. Yeah, he's a, he, yeah, he's, he's a medium fan. Um, medium um, fan. But no, it's, it's always fun to do those shows. And I do thank Mark and my lovely girlfriend, Sana Bosch, uh, for joining us to go over the Oscar results, let alone vent about the whole situation, because it was quite, you know, despite being not a good broadcast, as we established, quite the show to discuss that's still being discussed days later um so yeah uh that's, I, i'm pooped from it yeah <laughs> so yeah the, those shows specifically the results show are available now on itunes where you can always uh review and rate our show as well if you want to log into itunes search for right now third and eight you can find that very oscar show i just described as well as all the other shows we do and then you can also go over to the old uh, reviews tab and uh, give us a star rating and review yeah five stars thank you yeah okay uh so with all that out of the way, I think we'll just get straight into uh, our discussions here. So let's talk about The Lost City. Listen, Loretta, we need you to promote your new book on The Lost City. You can't spend your life in the bathtub drinking Chardonnay with eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's sexiest cover model, Dash McMahon! You do know you're not Dash, right? Dash is a character I made up. Dash! I, I... Oh my god. Oh crap. Miss Sage, I enjoyed your book about the lost city, and I believe you're the one who can help me find its treasure. I have to respectfully decline. I'm afraid I must insist. Unchain me! That's your seatbelt. Loretta Sage is missing. I'm gonna rescue her. I just want her to think of me as more than a cover model. Let's start living dangerously. <gasps> Alan, what are you doing here? We're here to save you. All right, that should have been some of the trailer for The Lost City. Uh, this is a new romantic action adventure comedy directed by the Knee Brothers, specifically Adam and Aaron Knee. Uh, it stars. What? Sandra- are you cheating on me? <laughs> <laughs> it stars uh, Sandra Bullock as Loretta Sage a widowed author who's been writing these romance adventure novels uh, centered around a hero named Dash McMahon. Uh, Dash McMahon um, is portrayed as a, in, in cover model form 
by Channing Tatum's Alan Caprison, who's a a bit of a doofy-ish Channing Tatum type in movies. Um, For a variety of reasons, uh, Loretta Sage is kidnapped uh, by uh, Daniel Radcliffe's character, uh, who proceeds to take her to an actual lost city in the middle of the Atlantic, an island somewhere, uh, where he hopes that she can maybe be the key to discovering some kind of lost treasure. Mm-hmm. Channing Tatum, uh, or sorry, uh, Alan, uh, goes after her in an attempt to rescue her and prove that he's more than just a, a cover model. Um, all that out of the way. Abe, what were your thoughts on The Lost City? You know, The Lost City is... Um... It actually starts out pretty fun for the first like 10 minutes because uh, you're just like, oh, fun hijinks and seeing Sandra Bullock play uh, these lovable Sandra Bullock type com- comedic dry humor characters. And then Channing Tatum shows up looking uh, stellar and, and doing like um, new man Channing Tatum where he's funny and goofy and kind of like airheaded uh, with a heart of gold. Um, and Daniel Radcliffe shows up too. And he's, he's you know, ever since like his, his days with Harry Potter, He's actually done a lot of like really interesting work. And when he's doing like Aaron and I like um, what's the show where Miracle Workers, Miracle Workers. Thank you. Yeah. Like Aaron and I like when uh, Daniel Radcliffe is doing like Miracle Workers where he's able to do comedy stuff and things that I think that he he naturally wants to do, like like his role in uh, Extras, the BBC show with Ricky Gervais. Um, and it's really fun for like the first like 10, 15 minutes, like, you know, everything's getting established. Um, and then it kind of just like runs into like uh, autopilot mode. And I think that autopilot mode really just is really average um, because everything that you think is going to happen is probably going to happen, but there's just like not a whole lot of, they don't really invest in any other parts of the movie. Like they don't really invest in the intrigue of uh, either Sandra Bullock being an incredibly smart person that knows actually how to like uh, do archeological digs and also treasure hunt to some degree they kind of really don't invest in like the other plot line of like uh, her agent um, and management representation, trying to like find her and do all this other jazz. And then they kind of don't really invest in like Daniel Radcliffe being this person who um, is ostensibly like the big bad. Um, and I, I just felt as though it was, it was a pretty like average movie. Like if you're looking for like an adventure movie that is like family friendly and fun like this, Dora is an amazing movie. Like everyone should go see that movie instead. If you're looking for something that's a little bit more like fun and fancy free and like more adult, I think that there's other things here, but I mean, you know, this is in no, no way comparable to like Indiana Jones and the temple or I'm sorry, the last crusade or I'm sorry, Raiders of the Lost Ark. But I mean, just the way that I think about that movie Raiders of the Lost Ark and how they established characters, they establish like settings, et cetera. Like there's just nothing that really compares to it, but yeah, this one is kind of just very mediocre, and I was kind of bummed out because, again, it actually starts off, like, pretty okay, but I don't think that there's really any um, real breathing room, and I also really don't think that they they planned anything beyond maybe, like, the superficial level. So while you do have, like, really fun cameos from, like, Bo and Yang, Patty Harrison, friend of the show, <laughs> we're going to call Patty friend of the show um, for her tables, uh, but, yeah, I, I just felt as though it was, it was just very, like, just average. I mean, I I feel like I'm with you. Maybe just like leaning a little bit more positive, just because I enjoyed the movie. Like, I, it has its shortcomings, no doubt. But compared to other recent adventure movies like this, specifically, you know, Red Notice, 
Jungle Cruise, which both oh, happen right. to have The Rock. Um, this is better uh, by uh, Uncharted, the other one. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. The, these are, you know, in, the, in a realm where I like seeing adventure type movies, I'm happy to get one that actually like makes me feel entertained and happy as opposed to angry. Uh, like I have in the past couple that we've had. Um, so like, I don't deny it. Yeah. There's issues. I want to talk about some of them more, but I generally enjoyed my time with this movie. It's too long. Like mm-hmm. there feels like there's an easy 95, a hundred uh, hour, 40 minute movie in here that just gets stretched out a couple a, a bit too long. Yeah. And there's, very clear ADR taking place and reshoots uh, that are noticeable as far as like, oh, this, this feels like we patched this together uh, based on another version of something we had initially. And I don't know what that is, but like, at the, you know, the result here is like, well, the lines are funny, so I can't argue too much with it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, it does start off stronger than it ends. I agree there. Uh, anytime Brad Pitt's on screen is fantastic. Yeah. I get that. Like, you know, this movie's it's about Bullock and Tatum. So it's like I know Brad Pitt's not gonna be at this entire movie. He's not he's not on the poster. Uh, he is on one of the posters. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> big? Um he's as big as Oscar Nunez. Um, but you know, I can't say like, did I need more of him? I mean, he I mean he he's funny because of I think his limited presence in this movie sure. and that works well. like all that stuff works well even the, and Daniel Radcliffe I agree also works well from the get-go yeah and you're not wrong as far as it feels like more could have been done with him uh at the same time at least his villains memorable where I look at a chart is like who was the villain in that again like Wait, hold on. let me let me actually think about this keep going but I'm trying to remember who the villain is. It's it's very forgettable, uh, mainly because they replace what could have been oh, a better. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Or at least Daniel Radcliffe, like he's still putting out lines like throughout the movie and being like this, getting crazier and crazier as it goes along, which I enjoy. Treasure um, of the Sierra Madre. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's <laughs> that's come up a lot recently. <laughs> Has it? Oh, weird. It seems like it keeps coming up, and not specifically for me, which is impressive because it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, Time to but buy a lot of ticket, Aaron. The key to all of the exactly the key to all of this though is that Bullock and Tatum are very good. Yeah, uh, they are doing. They're exactly in their wheelhouse. They're doing the things that they are very good at doing. Uh, Sandra Bullock is having a lot of fun being this kind of character. Channing Tatum's having a lot of fun being this kind of character. I enjoyed that. I'd even say like Divine Joy Randolph, who plays her manager or publicist. Like, I don't need more of that, but I do think that the amount that they put in of her, like on the side, I enjoyed. That was fun for me too. I thought that was like a funny side to like if this movie's trying to be like I'm not gonna. I get what you're saying as far as Indiana Jones. It's like that's a perfect movie. Like I'm not gonna match the. I'm definitely not comparing it, but apples to apples with for sure. But like. Something like *Romancing the Stone*, the Michael Douglas, Kathleen uh, Turner film, mm-hmm. which this is very much akin to. That's where you have like Danny DeVito also stars. He's like Divine Joy Randall is basically the Danny DeVito as far as like oh, yeah, she's there on the side having her own little adventure too. Yeah. But like all of that stuff, yeah, like I had a good time with it. It made me laugh, but it's ult- it's instantly forgettable. Like it's not like, like there's not gonna sit in my mind and be like, man, *The Lost City* really uh. <laughs> really really stuck really stuck out to me for its sure. you know clever nuance or what have you and i don't think it needs it like i don't think it needs to have further depth on many of these characters to really give us the core of who loretta sage is or who alan is 
I I would have liked it to be leaning more on just the complete screwball farcical side of things. Yeah. Even and, and the ple- even the romance aspect feels tacked on where it's like, can't these people just be people? Like the yeah. idea, like I don't they have chemistry, but like when the movie's like, I guess they need to have a romance now. It's like, do we need the romance? If like- if you let them build toward like their own their own uh self-fulfillment, that's also mm-hmm. totally fine too. You know what I mean? Like Chain Tatum mm-hmm. wanted to be more than just a cover model and then and then Sandra Bullock kind of having some personal things that she's dealing with. But I, I was definitely gonna say, like, um, I agree with you that like it's not as though uh any of this needed to really i didn't know need to learn more about loretta sage and alan uh, and whatever the case is but i definitely agree with you that if this had been like a lean 90 minutes or like 95 minutes or you know 100 minutes it would have been fantastic like i i because i agree with you that i have laughs uh, throughout the movie um i was sometimes the only person laughing at like a joke or something that was said yes 80 yard because Channing Tatum is not on the screen and you were looking at, at Sandra Bullock and then you just hear him say something as the camera's like zooming away kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there, there's like a lot of funny things here that I totally dug. And I, I liked um, a lot of like these beats that they were doing with each other because Sandra Bullock is a naturally like funny person. Like she gets a lot of like these dramatic roles and whatever else too. Um, and rightfully so. But you know, if you've seen like her body of work with production, like producing movies as well, hey man, she's making these kinds of movies where she is like quote unquote like the straight arrow, um, and she's given like you know the the very like uh, straight lines, but she's also playing it very funny too. And so I, I she's, dig- a movie, she's a movie star, is what you're saying. Oh, I mean, comedy. she does it all. Yeah. She does comedy. She does drama. She, like she's, she's yeah, never she, she's uh, putting on blonde wigs and getting Oscars. Um, well, both of those things in the same year. <laughs> Yeah, so it's fun to see, like, especially like, and you know, even Brad Pitt's cameo, having him show up as like handsome hunk, uh, just for like a, a, a few minutes on the screen, very fun, you know what I mean? So, it overall, everybody is having to, I, I didn't feel as though anyone was like, you know, um, dragging in the movie, and I didn't feel as though anyone was, was not doing their part, but it certainly could have been leaner, and I think that would have really helped it. I, I, I don't. I agree with you that it's not one of those things where you're gonna remember it come September or October, but it is one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, you know, hey, it's it's on Hulu or it's on Netflix or whatever the case is. Pop it on, you know, it's ninety minutes and it's gonna be a breeze. Like, oh yeah, this is this is it's an easy like TBS movie watch as far as right. like, oh yeah, this movie's on. This has some fun moments in it. Like right. that's kind of that which isn't like a terrible thing, but it's all it's the kind of thing where like we take these for granted now. As far as we don't get many of these kind of like throwaway adventure comedy movies, mm-hmm. and the fact is like you know sometimes it's fine just to like hit a you know a nice single, maybe a double. <laughs> <laughs> knock that you know knock that over there and be like yeah, yeah, just make a, a, a mid-range jumper yeah, yeah it's totally just, and get it done i will say yes i'm generally i used to be of a kind where you see a comedy trailer and there's a certain line that generally looks like the bookend of the trailer mm-hmm. and like everybody laughs and you see that like 40 more times until you see the movie and then you get to the movie and everyone laughs the exact same everyone's still laughing as, as yeah. if it's like the funniest thing they've ever heard that used to bug me more. 
that fucking weatherman line that Brad Pitt had still killed me. <laughs> like it's really funny. He's very handsome. Yeah. My dad was a weatherman. Like that's that's a funny line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you know, like non sequitur, ridiculous lines like that are, are my favorite in movies. So. And I do, and I do think this movie supplies a lot of those. I, I do think yeah. there's enough there. Uh, where that's You're telling me that Patty of... Harrison hashtagging Sean Mendez at it for everything isn't <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's just like a non sequitur. Uh, LOL. I'm I'm in the middle of the jungle. Hashtag Sean Mendez. Like, like it helps that like the lot like the the zingers they're throwing out there like they're generally pretty good, sure. uh, or at least there's a good hit rate with them. And also the 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 mechanics of the plotting like as little as it like ultimately matters to me like what they're going after if they get it what have you it there's a result there where i appreciated what it was trying to do um i, I like you know this this whole angle where sandra bullock she's playing a widower mm-hmm. and whether or not that hit that's not about like hitting me emotionally but i like in terms Wait, of like she's, this, a, she's a widow with sorry a widow my bad um just said that backwards uh the um the way it wants to get to a certain point with her it's like well it does in a way where it didn't feel like forced to me it felt like it it felt like it was hitting some natural points that it needed to go for where where i see other movies where they just hit like there's a sense of inevitability that just is so bland and boring to me where it's like well this one's not like reinventing any wheels here but like i like these characters enough where i appreciate this journey that they're going on I agree. I I think the other thing I wanted to briefly add was um, you and I have seen a lot of trailers where there's these types of movies and all the jokes are in the trailers. I was glad to see that they they, they actually held some stuff back. Some stuff is not in the trailers that still made me laugh and still caught me by surprise of like, oh, hey, that's that's pretty cool that they had Daniel Radcliffe do that or um, that Chang Tim is do more uh, more of this or something like that. You know what I mean? So uh, I was glad that there was still some some intrigue and surprise. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I think it, it does the, it does the job that I kind of wanted from a movie like this, where I wasn't mm-hmm. looking for the world to be set on fire. I was just thinking, okay, let's entertain the movie um, in, in the same way I was hoping that, you know, straightforward action and adventure comedies with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds would do, or Tom Holland, and they didn't. Uh, this is like, yeah. oh, okay, this is this seems like a step up at the very least. You know that, what, what's hilarious happen. about that is like, I think back to, I think it's Hobson Shaw, right? Sure. Where, where Ryan Reynolds is making the cameo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I was like, see, they, people would have been like, let's take that movie and stretch it out for like another 90 minutes. Um, and Sandra Bullock would not do those things. You know, like she's smarter than that to not mm-hmm. do that kind of thing. That's why going into this, like you should feel good about, you know, if you wanted to just spend like a date night kind of thing on this, totally fine. Like you're, it, you're not going to walk out of it and be like, that was a complete waste of my time. God, I just realized that that is what they did for Hobbs and Shaw. They took the ninety, the the, the man, the random cameo uh-huh. of Ryan Reynolds and Hobbs and Shaw, and they actually made that a ninety-minute movie, and it was the worst thing I could have seen last that's year. What, that's what they did with Red Notice. I've never seen Red Notice. That well, that's exactly what it is. It's right. It's Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson were fun together in that scene in Hobbs and Shaw. What if they were in a movie together? And <laughs> God. Okay. <laughs> I thought you meant like, oh, they're both CIA agents again, or? I mean, they're like, oh, Jesus. Basically, I don't need, I don't yeah. need to go over the, the no, plot no. of Red Notice. I'll, I'll watch it at some point. I'll just. You be don't alive. need to watch it. Okay. <laughs> no, we're gonna do like a, a weird, ridiculous, like uh, Mr. Science Theater three thousand. That would imply having fun with Red Notice, which you can't do. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't realize it was that bad. I knew it was bad. 
Did I know it was that bad? No. I didn't, I didn't make a worst list, but it tops it. Wow. <laughs> It wasn't hard. How much was the uh, budget on on Red Notice? Two hundred million dollars. A lot of money, man. And it and it's one of the worst looking movies I've seen that of that kind of budget level. Yeah, it's so bad. Where are we talking about this? No, nope, yeah, I'm well, angry at this movie. No, no, the Lost City is fun. I had fun with the Lost City. I don't need more Lost Cities. But if Bullock and Tatum want to get together again and bring some of these cast members along, good for that. Do that. Have fun with it. Whatever. Yeah, bring bring Oscar. He's he's hilarious. He is pretty funny. And that's weird because I told you I just watched the proposal like two weeks ago in preparation. Is he in there too? He's in the proposal too. So I'm like, are Sandra Bullock and Oscar Nunez like best friends? Like They're probably friends. I guess I'm so. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that he was rubbing elbows with Brad Pitt and, um, and you know, Channing Tatum mm-hmm. uh, when he's not doing things like The Office where he's rubbing elbows with like John Krasinski and, and, uh, and uh, Scott or Scott. Ray uh, Wilson. Steve Carell. <laughs> He made me laugh. I know I like Oscar Nunez. He's yeah, funny he's, he's he's got a very good comedic presence. Uh, so, well, when should people see the loss? It's currently playing in theaters now. It I believe it goes to streaming in forty five days. I think is what we're doing. Okay, so the standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely say that it is a streaming movie. Like just through and through, it's a streaming movie. So uh, you can probably check it out when it's going to come on uh, HBO Max or whatever. The Paramount Plus, of course. Oh yeah, I, I yeah forgot yeah. I, I would say the same. I wouldn't necessarily race out to the theater unless you're right. if you're a huge fan of Bullock or Tatum, sure, go see them on the big screen. There they are, they're movie stars. They get to do their thing. But if you just want an entertaining movie to watch at some point, this is perfect for like, oh, it's premiered on Paramount Plus in 4K. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Watch it. Have a fun time. I, I also just lastly want to comment, you and I uh, like Daniel Radcliffe. I would love for people to cast more Daniel Radcliffe in these types of roles for the big screen. Like he's doing it for the small screen, the the smaller screen um because you know some tvs now are 100 inches um but yeah i mean you know he's he's he definitely knows what his niche is and he found it earlier than some other folks and i'm glad that he's able to to find some of these projects like he still loves doing indie stuff mm-hmm. but i think his heart is really like where he's like a goofball like slapstick type uh, of character slash villain slash sure. like, guy yeah yeah so that'll be our next movie aaron Daniel Radcliffe has that, and then uh, we're also going to cast Eric Bana as Funny Man. Okay, <laughs> getting all the uh, presumably serious Brits into the comedies. <laughs> this is we need them. Eric, Australian, come on. <laughs> Brits and Australians. Sorry, <laughs> my, my bad. Close enough. All right, so that's been our talk on the, on the Lost City. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about another movie that I saw. I'm excited for this. Uh, this movie. Uh, it's called RRR, uh-huh. which I believe <laughs> to make sure I, I know what these said. It's uh, what is it? Rise, revolt, re- that, that's that's just rebellion. That's just the same thing. What's this? What's the rise, roar, and revolt? Roar and revolt. Yeah. That's what it is. I just want to also before you go into the premise here and set mm-hmm. it up. Aaron texted me earlier this week and was like, "Hey, on top of your busy schedule, if you can fit in a three-hour movie." called rrr do so i'd love to talk about it (laughs) and while i haven't yet i'm very anxious to hear what you're gonna say well so this movie this is an indian film it's in the telugu language of the many languages in india uh it's not like a bollywood film like i i think it leans on bollywood as far as some of the things it's doing but it's very much an it's just an indian epic adventure movie period adventure movie it's set in like the 1920s in india and it revolves well kind of so it has these two famous indian revolutionaries 
uh, Kamaram Beam and Raju. Mm -hmm. And they like they both existed, although not their lives overlapped kind of, but not really. But this movie serves as like a fable of what it would be like if these two guys were friends Interesting. and they took on the British colonialism that was going on. Okay. Um, the, the villains of this movie are pure evil British people, uh, like just super racist <laughs> British colonials. It's not making any like Twist, twisting their mustaches, drinking tea. Kind pretty of thing? much because you have Ray Stevenson uh, of Punisher Warzone fame playing like this evil governor. Wow. And, his, and his wife is Allison Duty, best known as the lead of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, believe oh. um, they play like just like the war like the worst like ugly british like they're mean and racist it's yeah. not like the movie's not and there's no like backstory of why or like well we could have we can empathize with them i they're think just, we know why it's colonialism they're, they're just they're just they're just they're just bastards as with sure. all the like most of the british characters in the movie they're all bastards um i i'm gonna tell you the like this you. it's yeah. a three-hour movie the title of this movie does not kick in until 40 minutes in. I'm going to like, what I want to yeah, do is right. basically like give you like what's going on in that first forty minutes because uh-huh. it's like, it's incredible. Um, you, so you have these two characters. It's set in the 1920s. The, the, the action kicks off with like a, um, the, the, the British are like in a random village in India. There's a little girl there. She's drawing some art in one of the people's hands. And so they're like, okay, they throw some coins down and take the girl. Cause that's how they do. They just kidnap they, this this they, little girl to be fair to be clear they don't kidnap her they toss a couple coins down and just take her <laughs> oh oh so they, wow they, they basically okay. purchase without they asking. claim her they yeah. claim her exactly yeah uh so that sets that that, that sets off the idea it's like well we gotta do something about that sure. um and that 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 introduces uh one of the two guys beam um who's like her older brother um maybe maybe metaphorically older brother but regardless it's like he's the one that has wants to get you know get this problem solved uh-huh. um he's introduced in action mode as a guy as a, he's like, like both of these guys in the movie are like built they're like built indian burly men and okay. this, and this guy beam the introduction of him is he's in the jungle and he's trying to capture a wolf and he has this elaborate thing set up what? where he's gonna get this wolf to come after him and he's gonna run away from the wolf and then they're gonna catch it in a net that but problems problems arise because while the wolf's chasing him during this sequence, a fucking tiger comes out of the grass and it starts chasing him instead. It knocks the wolf out of the way, and now a tiger's chasing him. And so you get this whole chase sequence of him running away from a tiger, uh-huh. and then like a net catches the tiger, and he's and, but the ropes might break, so he's holding both of the ropes at the same time so the tiger doesn't get out. It's insane. <laughs> the credits are the title has not even title has not come up but you get you get these interstitials because it's it's uh there's 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 three that gives you three r's so it gives okay. you like the the first r is about the story the second r is, is like they both the two guys are called fire and ice and, and i assume it, it works oh, out as far as what they're okay. doing with it um so, so he's the fire uh or he's the ice i forget which one he is but it doesn't matter it's like it only, uh-huh. it only, it only makes sense in the context of the movie Okay. But regardless, yes, they yeah, he, this one guy is getting chased by a tiger, he captures the tiger. They get these great shots of his like arms as he's holding the ropes together and the shot of his calf as he's standing standing strong. It's wonderful. Not not enough calf shots. Not enough calf shots. This movie has insane yeah. calf shots. Uh the, the other guy, Raju, he's an he's an Indian police officer. This is his brother? That's not his brother. It's oh. it's just another it's another another okay. revolutionary guy. This is there's like the origins of both of these guys. Got it, got it. So this guy's a police officer. 
who's considered a traitor because he's an Indian that he's gone over to the other side to work as the police officer. Mm -hmm. Um, There may or may not be reasons as to why he did that. Uh, (laughs) He's introduced standing in a police station with other police officers. And there's this big revolt happening. There's a big fence around the police station and all the like hundreds of Indian people are like raging against this fence and the police captains inside with all the other officers and somebody from the crowd throws a rock and it it hits the, it hits the police station and the police captain's like, uh, bring that man to me which uh-huh. makes no sense because there's like again hundreds, hundreds of, people of people surrounding this thing but Raja's like Raju's like okay and he takes this like again this is an Indian movie yes. and it's very stylized so he takes this giant like Mario style leap over the fence into the crowd of people it only makes sense actually it only makes like sense. I've, I've seen some Indian movies so yeah this actually makes sense to me I that's it. It looks fantastic. Like yeah. it, it's certainly it's over the top and melodramatic, very on purpose. But like it doesn't take away from how good this stuff looks. So he jumps through this crowd, and this looks like a real like they actually got a hundred hundreds of extras together to do this. And he single handedly like fights his way through all of these people just to get this one dude. There's how, no, how's the uh, action choreography? The action's really cool. Wow. <laughs> it's, okay. It's all really right. Elaborate. It's it's um it's. I'm not gonna say like raid level good, but it's at the point where where I wish I wish movies that we constantly see that are bad were like this because at least okay. this is good. Like there's a lot of clever. You hearing work. this, uh, Lost City? <laughs> exactly. There's a lot like, and this is just one of the many action scenes that are amazing in this movie. Yeah. But he battles his way through all these people just to get this one guy. There's no reason for this to happen except just to show you that Raju <laughs> is a fucking badass. He's a badass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the music's great too. Like he has his own. Like you hear his theme, and throughout the movie, whatever his theme comes, like they oh, have their just, own themes. I love. They it. have their own themes. Whenever you hear Raju's theme comes, like oh fuck, something bad's gonna happen right now because it's great. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So that so. I, I'm gonna skip ahead now to where right before where the titles come out because this is this is what sealed the deal. Like I was already enjoying this. This is this, like 30 minutes this, into the movie. This is what sealed the deal for me. This is basically how we met. Um, so right here, this is what I'm gonna tell you about. Um, there's a sequence where both these guys are now in like the city. They're like in an urban Indian city. Sure. Um, there's a there's like a bridge and there's a river underneath it, and there's a little boy in a boat on like in a little raft on the on the river. Uh-huh. There's a train going over the bridge. For some reason, it's like an oil train and things happen where it starts blowing up. So the oil, like the train blows up and falls into the water. So basically the little boy in the raft is surrounded by fire now. Mm-hmm. So he's like, how do we get this boy out? So you have Beam uh, on the shore and you have Raju on the bridge. They're both looking at the boy. And then they both like see each other looking at the boy and they recognize like, we got to do something about that kid. Yeah. So and so it's like okay, and so they start like getting hands. They don't know each other. They start getting hand signals and just be like, okay, we get it. So sure. Raju gets on like a horse. Beam gets on a motorcycle. He races up to the bridge. Uh, he grabs a rope. Uh, Raju grabs an Indian flag. They race towards each other, and then they and then one like exchanges the rope with the other. So they're both holding both ends of the rope, and they go on. Op- they go off opposite sides of the bridge. So now they're both like basically like you know. They're falling down the bridge and they're going to use the rope as like a bungee to support each other. Uh-huh. One has the, keep in mind, one has the flag. Yes. As they come, like nationalism. I'm making, I'm making, yeah. I'm making hand signals right now as if you can see them. So I can see them. But <laughs> I'm visualizing but it. So as they're, as they're coming down the bridge uh, on the ropes, you, you have, um, <laughs> you have Beam who's going towards the child. Eraju has the flag. Raju takes the flag and he, he's dipping it in the water. So he's skimming along the okay, water with a right, flag yeah. while Beam is getting ready to catch the boy. So he catches the boy as he jumps up and he, <laughs> and he, and he as, as Beam and Raju cross each other, 
he hands Raju the boy, and Raju has hands beam the flag. So Raju has the boy, and he drops the boy down in the safety. He drops down as well. Meanwhile, beam. He's about to like swing into the fire now, but fortunately he got the flag, which is soaked in water. Yes. As he swings into the, into the fire, he wraps the flag around himself. So he goes, so he like, you know, pivots into the fire and he pivots out of the fire and he merges and he unwraps the flag around himself. And he, <laughs> so he's swinging back towards the middle and Raju's swinging back towards the middle. And as they collide, they grab each other's hands. And that's when the titles come up on the screen. Oh my God. And, and now, and, now and, and what happens then? They're With the backdrop of the, of the Indian flag? The flag's there, but hold, the, the thing is, they're instantly friends. <laughs> they are they are friends I mean, for life. Yeah. The, 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 as we see the titles, the, there's a whole song playing explaining exactly what we just saw and that the fact that they are friends and will there be trouble maybe we'll see like it's going these lyrics are so precise as far as mm-hmm. what's happening right now it's incredible it is so much fun and that's like again that's like the first 40 minutes there's still like two and a half four hours of craziness wow. in this movie that has all kinds of action and drama and comedy and romance and musical numbers it's wonderful. I've already explained to you some of the action. Runs the gamut. I, I've already explained to you some of the action. There's more action that's insane that also involves animals and bows and arrows and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But topping all of that somehow is this insane musical number sequence that takes place like in Just the one? of the film. There's there's a couple. But yes, the, okay. but there's, but there's one main one that like everyone's yeah. going to be talking about because people in my theater were like screaming at all because it was amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, the basic of setup is that they're both at, they're both at like a, a fancy dance with British people all around, and there's one guy being a dick. He's being a bully. One of the British guys. One of the British guys. Yeah. Yeah. Cl- he's nat- like, naturally, natty. And he's being he's being mean to mean he's being mean to beam, yep. and um, and he and he starts pushing him around, being like, "Can you flamenco? Can you tango?" And, and the fuck are you asking me? <laughs> exactly. He's being all mean to him. But then Raju comes up. He like gets the band to start playing an Indian song. He's like can you not to and they both get up and they do this choreographed dance to this amazing not to song and it's so like fast paced and wonderful gives you a jolt just watching it it's it's incredible it's like watching it's like my admiration for like the step up movies at their best when they're giving Uh you like insane dance sequences or 3d that are just as good as any action sequence you see that's what you get in this movie for like a good it's like a 10 minute musical dance sequence it's wonderful yeah. So the enthusiasm I have for this movie is, is very. It sounds high. like it's through the roof. It is through the roof. Yeah. It's such a fun watch, and it's the kind of thing where it's a it's it's an Indian film. It has it very much has the qualities of an Indian film as far as the kind of over the top stylization and the way it's filming certain things or what have you. Mm-hmm. But I'd I'd say it's very accessible, like in terms of a gateway movie to watching other Indian films. Like this is this is on the level of. I don't think anyone would not enjoy this on some level as far as the amount of cinema that's on display. Like it's, it's so big and colorful and the story's fun without being like oppressive. Like it can be violent, but it's not like super violent. It's an Indian mm-hmm. film. It can't be like super violent. The, everything is, it, you know, it matches what we get in a lot of our Hollywood blockbusters and exceeds them in many ways because it's, it's a director that clearly has his voice on display as opposed to a movie made by a studio, a studio. that wants to give you the same yeah. kind of thing. Like there is, there there's little I wouldn't like. There's little to come down on this film for. Like it's sure. it's over three hours, a little long. It's got what's the, what's know, the pacing padding. like? It's did you I mean, did you look down your watch at any point or? 
I didn't look down at my watch. There is a point where like nine, literally 90 minutes in, it has an interval. The movie didn't stop playing, but uh-huh. like it, there's an easy separation point as far as sure. the midway point of the movie where it's like, oh, that makes sense. Um, but like, it, you know, I was just so enthralled with what was taking place or I myself wasn't, cons- I wasn't finding myself concerned of how long it was. You can kind of feel it in some scenes. It's because it's a three hour movie. Like, you know, most three hour movies tend to make you feel like, oh yeah, we're going pretty long here. Sure. But, yeah. but I think it, there's so much fun going on with the story and the characters where even if you know, like the, some of the beats it has to hit, it hits them really well. And it's, it's so, it's, it's so like, it's filmed in such a way where you're just like engaged by everything taking place. Like all the emotions are right there on display for you to like take in. It's not, and it it just, it just works. So I, I have a question as, and I'm sure that many of the listeners are, who are listening (laughs) Uh also have the same question. What happens to the child that was just unceremoniously taken with that, this that, money? That's a big part of the plot. That's that's why okay, so it does get resolved. It it that's it's the the launching point of the movie. That's why at least one character is in the city to begin with. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it, yeah. it, every yeah. Give me every, back my daughter kind of exactly. situation. Yeah. Mel Gibson. It it deals with it. It very much wants to deal with that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I will just add. I saw this movie at a semi-packed screening it just came out and like it came out a pretty solid release for america like it, it came it came out in a lot of theaters uh, it was a hit in india first um it's mm-hmm. like i believe it has like its second biggest opening of all time for any movie in india wow um uh the audience very much made up of indian and south asian people which makes plenty of sense yeah um and everybody was having a good time uh, but, but like i wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be anything different to see anybody packing this theater because again it just it feels like it's such a, a crowd pleaser as far as what it's doing even if you don't know like indian history which i certainly don't at an extreme level mm-hmm. I, I think there you you can so easily comprehend like what it's going for and what it's trying to say it's not a movie that's heavily politicizing anything it's making the villains very obvious like yeah sure dick racists when they were invading our country um, like it's, it's not it's not a hard film to and discern. all they brought us was tea <laughs> and uh but yeah it just it, it it does what it needs to do very effectively when you look looking at like the visual effects or whatnot it's like yes there's a certain kind of sheen that you get from certain films that you're not necessarily getting here but it still like looks incredible and colorful and mm-hmm. lively and the way it's balancing all these genres where it has again action drama romance comedy like it has all these things it that's perfectly suitable for like an international type of it, it gives me the kind of what's that movie that will ferrell mcadams movie uh, uh song con euro song euro oh <laughs> no you're euro 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 song Eurovision, Eurovision. Yeah, Eurovision. yeah we're like i wasn't huge on, fire and ice i wasn't huge on that movie but i know a lot of people were but sure. the i think what appeals there is it's such a like welcoming international movie. Yes. And I, and I think that, that core aspect of it, that's what I'm getting here as well, where it's a movie that is designed to appeal to not just like Hollywood action movie fans, but the world mass and, audiences. Yeah. Yes. Mass audiences on a global scale. And like from the, from an Indian point of view, and it, and it, I don't, I don't, I'm not as well versed as I'd like to be in Indian film specifically, mm-hmm. but if, but, and I'm aware that there's other movies that are like this specifically from this director. Um, I can't necessarily match this up to other films I haven't seen, but if there's other films like this and more, this is a great movie to watch. And I can't look wait to watch more of these films like this. Yeah. So it, it's, it was a, it was a real, 
great experience to see this movie in a theater. I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, you're so enthusiastic about it. I mean, I kind of want to go check this out in theaters now with like it's playing I, as you're talking. I've been looking at it. It's like it's definitely playing in areas where one of the areas I feel is definitely going to be more in the demographic um, mm-hmm. than the other theater. But I was like, I wonder how packed it's going to be because, yes, I, I mean, I asked about the dance numbers because usually there's like three dance numbers. But. Yeah, I think that, I mean, there's there's three musical sequences for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm very curious about this main dance number that you're talking about. And also oh, yeah. you'll know it. <laughs> yeah. I it, It's always like really fun to me. Like this is like an aside uh, to RRR specifically, but mm-hmm. more to like international films. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always like fun and and like really cool when i see at the theater uh, one of the theaters i go to nearby they they'll play international films or, or movies that are like would not are not really distributed for the u.s mm-hmm. but there's such a, a large filipino population or like a large south asian population that they will bring something like this to that uh, for a specific screening so it's really fun when when that's there so i definitely uh, it's definitely playing around me and I'm, I'm very curious to go check this out here I like I was ready to just have a good time with this, but I was yeah. floored. I was floored by how much of a good time I had with it. It's like we're about to talk about easily my favorite movie of the year so far, but this is my second yeah. favorite movie of the year so far. So like, you're you're telling me <laughs> don't let any white Hollywood producers see this movie <laughs> so that they can remake it and and have it star like Channing Tatum and like Chris Hemsworth. Well, it'd be wild to see them starring as Indian revolutionaries, but I mean, like, <laughs> they'll, if, they'll find a way to make it work. But, it, but I would hope that if Hollywood producers did see this movie, they'd be like, oh yeah, movies are allowed to be like colorful and earnest, about their, and... earnest about their silliness as opposed right. to make, as opposed to like making fun of their silliness, just embrace it full on, which yeah. is what I, which, you know, I enjoyed the Marvel movies, but they are, you know, their attitudes do tend to be like, isn't this stuff really stupid? Um, like where we're like as much as I had problems with the DC films, they at least like they're trying to do something that feels like sure. that yeah. has that earnest sensibility. Yeah, this is very much fits into that category as far as we're just going wild and we don't care who what anybody thinks about. Yeah, it. and I, one of the actors in here is is AJ. I can't pronounce his last name. He plays Venkata Raju. Dude, that yeah. guy is so famous. Like he's so you yeah, yeah. seen the clips of him flipping a jeep in slow motion on youtube and him like punching a guy into the concrete as like a super cop uh so yeah i i I hear you on like the earnestness and like how just embracing sometimes like the ridiculousness of things this is a movie people know that they're watching movies you know what i mean that's that's exactly what this movie is it's like yeah we're we are a it's it's similar to like spielberg doing tintin where it's like well if i'm gonna make an animated movie i'm gonna make an animated movie i'm gonna do things that you don't get to see outside of movies and that's what this movie does it's giving you stuff that because we're in this format why shouldn't a man chase not be chased by a tiger and then cage him and (laughs) get his face right up to his mouth and be a wolf first yeah exactly like it's just like yeah go for it go big or go home that's exactly this movie spielberg and peter jackson did such a good job that nobody wanted to go see that movie and yes ajay has been he has a very significant role in this movie that's pretty cool (laughs) okay all right
He's a very handsome guy. He's like six foot two as well. He's very this tall. movie is packed full of like handsome Indian men. Like, so, like <laughs> there's so many like shots of guys being like, like look at us, look at us. How are the the top? The dance scene is a great example of that. Okay, all right. I'm really gonna go nice check out the dance scene. Hopefully, they'll have like a snippet of it um, online. Somewhere. There is a snippet because I keep watching it because like it gets you pumped. <laughs> you what you're it. telling me is we're gonna start a challenge. <laughs> Challenge? You have to be in shape to do the dance they're doing in this movie. <laughs> I am not in shape right now. I've got to lose some of these COVID LBs. All right. This sounds so, like a rom. This sounds like a great, a great time. Then. Oh, for, it is. For it, everybody. For sure. And I, I'd certainly recommend anyone that while it's still out in theaters to see it while they can. Okay. Right. Um, okay. So that's RRR. Let's uh, let's move on. Let, now. Let's, let's take a break from our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break and talk about pets.com. Yep, exactly. Do you have a pet? Do you like dot coms? Well, <laughs> you can buy this domain. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. so now let's move on. Let's get to our next film that we want to talk about here, our final film that we're talking about this evening. Everything, everywhere, all at once. What's happening? Devlin, I'm not your husband. I'm another version of him from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. Uh, no time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all their memories, their emotions, even their skills. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you may be your only chance of stopping it. Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. That should have been some of the trailer for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, this film stars Michelle Yeoh as Evelyn Wang, a Chinese-American woman who runs a laundromat, is constantly exasperated by both her husband, Wayman Wang, played by Kei Hu Kwan, as well as her daughter, Joy, uh, while she's also dealing with simple things such as making sure her father is aware of things that are going on in her life and also trying to handle her taxes which can be difficult yeah uh things become even more complicated when she is made aware of the multiverse uh a series of multiple universes infinite universes actually and that she might in fact be one of the keys to saving it i think that's one way to sum up this uh, very complex movie but hey what did you think of everything everywhere all at once I thought it was incredible. Um, A24 has put out probably two of my favorite movies of this year so far. After Yang and also Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think there's like a lot to uh, dive into, like not in terms of like what you and I are going to do in a second here, but there's just a lot to dive into, like the Daniels, Dan Kwan and and uh, Dan Schneid. Schneidart. Schneidart. Yeah. Um, they have done a really good job like helping to unfold this plot through a lot of showing and then also like through allowing you we talked about this like in our batman uh, extended episode like the the spoiler episode where uh, matt reeves will like let things sit and stew on screen um and some people thought as though maybe they need to cut it and edit it down whatever the case is but the daniels here what they've done is like they've done this, this incredible job of, of basically allowing people to really see things on the screen and investing some time in it because, you know, given, given limited resources and given limited locations, um, 
they kind of have like nothing. Uh, I'm sorry, not, not that they have nothing, but they kind of are uh, at the mercy of like how good their script is. And so I felt as though it was just a really fantastic journey that I was going through that allowed me to really get a sense of Michelle Yeoh, um, her daughter Joy, um, and then even Wayman, uh, played by our friend uh, Kei Hui uh, Kwan uh, Kwan from uh, Indian Jones and and the Goonies, the Goonies, and like I I thought it was a, a tremendous movie. Like I was really blown away by, um, like you know I talked about the Green Knight last year, but it's one of those things where it's like I I wish I had been clever enough to write something like this or shoot something like this i'm brave enough to do some of these sequences like this um like there's just so much imagination here at play and then on top of that you have terrific capital t terrific performances from michelle yo and from uh kei hui kwan like stephanie is great too but it's like those two like they have some of the most like emotional scenes um, and I was just like really blown away. I was like, I hope that A24 invests some money right now for an Oscars campaign come next year for Michelle, because this is a performance that is asking her to do a lot, like to be multiple people, not just like, you know, fighter and whatever the case is, but multiple people on different emotional planes all together all at once so i was incredibly uh, impacted by this movie and i thought that it was um a terrific terrific achievement yeah i i'm right there with you i've already explained this is my favorite movie of the year so far and easily a best of decade contender even in this young decade that we're having it's a spectacular movie i was reminded of the times when after the matrix came out, you'd get all these movies that would come out being, you know, and reviewers would be hyperbolic and saying it's the next matrix. Um, and always rarely actually lives up to that kind of acclaim. Um, this movie, while not nearly going to make the level of money that the matrix movies ended up making, because sure. that's just where we are now. And this movie's, you know, it's decidedly weird and coming from a two, four, not a huge studio. It's still a movie where I'd put into that conversation as far as what it's attempting to accomplish and how well it's doing it. There is so much visual wonder and joy that comes out of this from the Daniels as far as getting you on board with who these characters are and then flipping that around to introduce this insane multiverse concept in a way that is you know you, you you don't get lost in this that's what i was so like interested in like the way that they're able to present something so fantastical and the way they're able to blend visuals similar to something like a spike jones or a charlie kaufman movie mm-hmm. i i was so like wrapped up in the logic of this but i never felt lost in the logic of this and that, that i found that to be very impressive the fact that it has to establish you know for a smaller movie like this that's not based on any kind of ip or anything it introduces a concept that you need to be able to grasp and understand for the duration of, you know, a near two and a half hour movie. It does it incredibly well. It gives you like the stakes that are required. It gives you the understanding of how one could transfer over to a multi or like transfer their mind over to, through the multiverse. And like all of that just connected in such a great way on a number of levels, on a comedic level, on a dramatic level, and on an action level the work done by these actors to commit to this very impressive 
I completely agree with you as far as uh, Michelle Yeoh and Kehu Kwango and Stephanie Sue for that matter. Mm-hmm. I don't know her as an actress very well, but she's the way she's standing up right alongside these two veterans. She's doing a great job. Jamie Lee Curtis as well, uh, having a lot of fun in her role. Yeah. Uh, but but Michelle Yeoh in particular, it's not as though like she hasn't been around for years and not given like other great performances. She has. Yeah. But like if they're like if this is the time that it comes to actually acknowledging her to a the level of an oscar award like cool like why not because it's a fa- it's an amazing performance it is one where yes you have to see her in so many different lights uh understand a variety of different characters there's like points in this movie where you have to follow along with like five different versions of one person well basically four people um, and you and like and make that make sense in your mind and it's thanks to the talent of both all of these actors as well as the efforts from the daniels that you were able to do that and still be entertained by it, as well as intrigued by all the ideas that it's presenting you all at once. It, it is a remarkable movie. It's a remarkable action movie. It's a remarkable comedy. It's a remarkable drama. Like the, I, I hate the fact that I need to be like vague about this to some degree, both because I want people to experience it, but also because I can't begin to explain how some of these things work uh, just through words, as opposed to how well the movie shows you so much of this stuff. But it is, it is a blast to watch. Uh, there are some very memorable jokes and like running gags that come in through this thing involving the different universes. Mm-hmm. And there's some really interesting ideas as far as what it is to have a life full of options and reflect on the choices that you make and what that leads to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, is, it has a level of profundity that I appreciated. Uh, the Daniels, they previously did Swiss Army Man, starring you know, Lost Cities and Radcliffe, um, <laughs> a movie that I was not a huge fan of, but I admired on some level. This movie feels like a an exponential increase as far as what they're able to deliver mm-hmm. on, a, on a directorial and script writing level. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go uh, sort of take a, a little sidestep into some of the, the um, parallels of this movie. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Matrix. Yes, I definitely thought about that too. I mean, they even mentioned things like that uh, too. I mean, I thought about like Michelle uh, Gondry movies. Sure, uh, yeah, Gondry for sure. Yeah, and you brought up Kaufman like 100%, right? You know, um, and then I also thought of like, uh, 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 who, who did City of Lost Children? Like Jean- Jean-Pierre Jeanneau. Jean-Pierre Jeanneau, yeah. So like all of those like weird, wacky directors that you, uh, that we kind of like facetiously take on Mm-hmm. And facetiously being like more of like, you know, oh yeah, Science Sleep is like a cute movie, but it's like, you know, it's actually like a pretty sad thing about like a guy who's like super lonely. And mm-hmm. same thing with like something like uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. People are like, oh wow, it's so dramatic and deep. It's like, yeah, it's because like, you know, he wants to forget this woman that, that he loves. So there's a lot of like, um, a lot of like weird pathos there. This movie has all of that too. Like a lot of those references, a lot of like Scott Pilgrim to some degree as well. Like there's yeah. a lot that you can really say like, oh, cool. That reminds me of that. But the thing about the Daniels, is like they also give it their own original spin, which I really dug. Like, yes, you could see instances of these things as well, but it exists like in this universe that they are writing and it makes sense for the universe that they are writing. So I, I uh, you sort of mentioned this as well. I, I love when directors and writers, writer, directors, teams, duos, whatever the case is, they do a lot of showing, note telling. And mm-hmm. this is a prime example of that. Like at one point I was like, here we go. Because uh, Michelle Yeoh is asking Wayman to explain to her the what's happening, the multiverse, whatever the case is. And he does it in like two seconds. 
and the movie keeps going because the movie is going to explain it to you even further and and even when he does do it in like the two seconds it actually is something that is that is more intriguing because he explains it about how something happens to one person and that's how uh, all this sort of stuff happens uh, simultaneously all at once kind of thing and it just keeps going from there so i really dug that they allowed me to see these things in real time and experience it with like um just like the unfolding of all this and there are really quiet moments too and those quiet moments i really dug like there's um just like some really funny like quiet moments where there's literally just text on the screen that you have to read um and you have to come up with the voices in your own head and it's it's just like magical to some degree and so whimsical magical yeah sure it's sometimes farcical but it just all works and i've i've seen other directors do things like this too but they haven't gone to the level where they're just like let's just keep pushing it and then we'll tie it all back together so i'll pause there because there's definitely other things but curious if you uh want to reference anything as well i, I certainly recognize all the things that you're saying and agree with them the the level of explanation that they provide is both yes very simple but also intricate enough that there's clearly a lot of thought behind it and yet it's still mm -hmm. presenting it to you so simply like the the idea of how to go through the multiverse and the, the the idea that it uses you have basically like bluetooth devices on your ears and doing something random is a way to tap into things it's just like that 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 seems so like ridiculous and simple and yet it's like well i get i get it and the movie yeah. keeps showing you examples of it so like you don't forget it you keep going along with it and and you're mapping the character at the same time so right. like it all works so well and that it's handled in not like a aloof sort of way or not a too much of a loose way like it's handled with a level of sincerity but it still knows how to make that like humorous like the movie it can be serious to a point but it doesn't like it knows how to not lose the audience and it by by making sure to keep incorporating a level of humor not like a guffaw or a out of this world crazy laughter thing but just like this we're on the same level because we have a certain sense of humor that we're kind of recognizing here yeah and what helps about that is you're still into it even when it gets to the most absurdest things there is a multiverse where characters have hot dogs for fingers that's dumb <laughs> i mean like it's it it's, is it's great it is, it is it is a dumb thing to say out loud and be like yeah. you have to treat this seriously and yet within this film as ridiculous as the film acknowledges it is it also knows how to it finds out how to make that make like tender moments come from that which sure. i found to be wildly impressive that i was feeling for versions of characters that i'm not connected to because i barely know these people beyond the fact they have hot dog fingers and yet be like I get this connection and I have an emotional reaction to it. Yeah. There's another sequence that I will not ruin, but it involves a very specific Disney Pixar reference and the way it keeps coming up and the way it somehow creates a level of pathos that I was fully able to recognize was that that was incredibly impressive to me as well. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, the moves it's making to capitalize on its premise and hold on to a tone that does not feel betrayed in any way, but just consistently delivers it's for you know these directors second feature film they're big yeah. music video directors but for their second feature film the fact that they're like nailing all of this yeah I, I just i found so much delight in that yeah like what are we doing with our lives Aaron? um but i, I the other thing is also um 
The Wire is one of my favorite shows of all time. Like I, I kind of hold The Wire up. Like I will tell people how much effusive praise I have for The Wire because I still think that it stands the test of time. And even if I told you that it's the best and you know you have a preconceived notion that it's Abe's favorite show of all time, when you watch it, you're still going to be blown away by it kind of thing. Like that's the, the power of The show? Wire. What's up? Have you seen the trailer for his new show? I have. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, He's going back to Baltimore. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, uh, oh, I mean, uh, uh, not uh, it's not Omar. It's um, fuck what Avon, Omar, and uh, Marlo. Marlo's a cop now. Yeah. Um, so, but but essentially, what also makes the wire so great is that David Simon misses zero details. Mm-hmm. everything that you're watching on the screen has an implication later in the show. And for everything everywhere all at once, everything you are watching the screen has an implication for something later in the movie. Like it is phenomenal in terms of like closing loops and remembering that things are open over the cases. Like you think that that's like a hot dog sequence, like just throw away, but there's like a reason why she needs to access that memory or access that version of Evelyn because, you know, uh, of the inability to do things with her hands kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's fantastic. And I think like, as I want to uh, pivot away into something very specific um, or something, a, a few more specific things, like there's just a lot of care in here. And like, yes, we could say like, Oh, well, you know, everybody cares for their work. It's like, I, I agree that everyone cares for their work, but I think that there's also like this, like the way that you're able to really go for it, like, and continue to do it. Like Aaron, and I talk about this all the time. I know I keep bringing it up every other show. If you're a director or a writer that just goes for it, I'm willing to like go with you. You know what I mean? Like take that risk, take that chance. And whether it fails or, or wins, like at least you took it. And that's like something that is like way more impressive than like, making another ip movie where um we've seen like robocop 2 or something like that um but i kind of wanted to get into like very specific things um like performances yes but it's like what i really also appreciate around this movie is that everybody gets their giant their their time to shine Mm -hmm. sure the three main leads like the family members like um joy evelyn and wayman they all get their time to shine but so does like james hong and like you mentioned jamie lee curtis Like they all get a chance to really show like, Hey, I'm invested in this project too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just like a big name that they got so that they could, they could release it in theaters. And then you could be like, Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie. We should go see it. It's like, everybody has like a really big role to play, but then they also have like a very specific role and they do it very well. So Michelle Yeoh, yes, she carries this movie, but when they highlight Stephanie, like Stephanie is probably like the person that comes in next in terms of like where the story goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie does a really great job of having to do what she has to do for her character. And then they get to Wayman and Wayman has like, okay, we Quan, like, I know that we kind of like joke about him being short round and like him being um, data in the Goonies and whatever the case is. I think we have to drop all that. Like he's just a, a phenomenal actor now. And like the way that he was doing, like when they were doing like their Wong Kar Wai <laughs> movies. Yeah. Right. It was phenomenal. I was like really moved by, first of all, the allusions to these like Asian film masters. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then also just the way that like again hey here's like a range movie for you like you sure we have to like have you as like her husband and kind of like kind of like weird absent-minded and wonky from time and then you'll like snap in and out of it at the same scene but then also like, we'll transport you and have you be like this really cool suave debonair guy and I just thought though, like when they are given their chance, and I'm not, I'm not even talking about like even like the biggest part yet. Like the biggest part is like his emotional beat toward uh, the middle end of the movie, where I was like, this is, this is just tremendous. Like, thank you, Daniels, for like writing all these characters in such a way that allows me to spend time with them and really get to to understand them and kind of really get to like be on their side. Here's the thing too, like it's so clearly coming from guys that love movies. And like really enjoy the people they've decided to work with here. Uh, they're ha- having like Michelle Yeoh comes from the fact that it's like, well, she's a great actress, and also we love martial arts movies that she started. in. Mm-hmm. Uh, having Jamie Lee Curtis is like, is Jamie Lee Curtis? Well, we want to have her in a movie. Yeah. Having Kei Kwan in here is be like, it's it's not like he has a giant list of roles. He was a right. child actor who yes did short round and data and everything, and then he became like what like a, a, a martial arts choreographer and a visual effects artist for a while. And now he's just come back into acting, basically. And the what they just tapped into is like, yeah, we we got we got a guy that we loved when we were kids, and we put him in our movie, and he's fantastic. He is fantastic, and like the and the the boldness to be like, we want to make very specific specific cinematic references right. and a, and approximate Wong Kar Wai of all people, yeah. and pull it off. Like, <laughs> yeah, these these are these kind of chances to take and these bold moves to make. Um, that really reflect on what you can get out of a film that has a level of ambition that it's going for, and yeah. then you know pulls off the you know the 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 ability to, the, the 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 succeeding that's <laughs> able to succeed yeah. basically it's right. able to do the thing that it wants to do, uh, and yes, having you know a lot of talented people involved and having them all seemingly click into exactly what they're going for here. Uh, James Hong also another one where it's like, yeah, James, we got right. fucking big love of trouble little China in here. Let's do it. Like yeah. it's just like, like I, I'm. It, it's so fun to like see all these people that are. Like you have to be wonder what like the pitch is to them and the fact that they're like that sounds exciting. I want to be involved in that. That right. clearly paid off here. Where even down to like expectations, like people might not be thinking like, is Michelle Yeoh going to take on this weird right. crazy movie like this? Like why not she's an actress she could read a script she saw this and saw saw what it's doing yeah it's and it's all here it's all here delivering in, in yeah. full form. and you and i have talked to like movie makers in the past and it's like it's not as though like a24 was like make a movie for us like people generally make movies first and then people will see them and be like we want to distribute it so we'll, we'll pay you for the rights and, and distribution of it so, you know, to your point about like selling a movie to like Michelle Yeoh and being like, and James Hong and, and you know, everybody else. And just like, hey, I've got a weird concept. Um, it's two and a half hours long. Might be three hours long. Uh, director's cut. And um, here's what I want to do. It's like, and having them all be on board. And again, giving it their all. A plus stuff. Like A plus all around. Like the way that um, also thematically, like what people are going through in this movie. Mm-hmm we just saw turning red. There's like some themes of that too. Like, you know, growing up and growing out kind of thing. Yeah. But they also attach like way more to it too. And this is not to disparage or take away from turning red. Just more that there, there's just a lot of layers here that they do explore with an audience. And I was really, I don't know if I want to say like taken aback, but I, I was really like happy and, and glad that they did because I would have had questions 
about this or that. But then they decided to give Michelle Yeoh, uh, uh, they gave Stephanie Sue like a large monologue about like moving on and moving up. And then they also like, hey, Michelle, you as a mom, you can also say something back to her. You know what I mean? And that was really cool to, to have that kind of like um, level of thought and effort go into the script. Yeah. I mean, it, the there is a specific like arc that this thing to like, and it's, I can't say like entirely unpredictable. It certainly goes in directions like, I don't know where this is going at certain points, even if it has to reach a certain kind of endpoint. But like, mm-hmm. it takes some big shifts as far as who you're focused on, or at least what what goal you're trying to focus on as far as these characters are concerned. And yeah, seeing it go from some of the more basic things like the, you know, the tax stuff or what have you to this very complicated mother daughter relationship. Like it's just stuff that really, it really pays off in ways that I found to be quite rewarding as far as seeing the movie do more than just be a, you know, a a high level stylistic look at something, but instead have like meaning behind it. Yeah. Um, With that said, the action's terrific in this movie also. (laughs) Like the, the, the camera is always where it needs to be. There's no like loss of, there's no loss of track of what's going on in a given scene uh, again while still being funny like it there's right. some like ridiculous things going on in some of the fight sequences uh, yeah. that don't take away from the awesomeness of the action but still give you this like sense of glee going on as far as like okay this is ridiculous but also it's really cool to see like these fights yeah. taking place in an office building or what have you um, so it's like all that stuff just really yeah the the legibility of all the fighting is top notch like mm-hmm. we talked about the batman sure and this is very reminiscent of like the hong kong action movies um and you mentioned that that quay uh, k is um you know he's done action stunts in the stunt past choreographer, yeah, yeah yeah so I, i'm not surprised by it because i was like hey is that really him and some shots yes definitely him some shots maybe a younger guy yeah, he's a year old man <laughs> but yeah to your point like there's there's humor that's not lost you know what i mean and i i don't know there's just a lot going on and it's very um true to its title um, mm-hmm. that everything is going on or there is a lot going on and so as you unravel these layers um of this story and of these characters you just really grow to be like wow i i'm i'm really touched by um their motives and motivations and just who they are as some of these people and then at the base level like their growth as characters on the screen. Uh, and, you know, again, like movies, this is nothing new. Uh, it's just that this movie decides to do this, like give character arcs to like three people, uh, maybe even four if you count Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Technically it's five because it's also James Hong, but it's like they gave character arcs to everybody and they fleshed all those character arcs out. And it's really like, a massive undertaking like you know like screenwriting you would probably just flesh out like your main character um and uh the person that they're they're um uh, fighting with every so often right but yeah this one is just it's really like a, a tremendous job and i also want to say like stylistically mm-hmm. i think that there's like some really cool choices that they do here um sure they're, they're hilarious and fun and i think the you and i referenced like an earlier scene but then there's like a really fun scene where it's just like 2d drawings yeah um and it makes a lot of sense for us to be seeing it that way uh but it it really just um it it's just creative and fun it this is there's a lot of great like tech shout outs that are deserved as well for one thing the editing in this movie is spectacular in terms of having to balance the multiverse 
it, it knows there, there's such great precision in when to cut the certain versions of certain people at certain times in sure. ways that are again discernible uh, and never lose track of tone or pacing or emotion of the scene. That can't be easy to do, let alone easy to film as far as having to put these characters in so many different you know situations and make that all you know somehow work in the edit. Um, on top of that, there's a lot of great like uh, makeup and costume design work that deserves credit here too. Like mm-hmm. because it, especially given the originality of so many different things going on, where you have these characters that are, you know, wildly different depending on the universe they're in. Um, sometimes very elaborate, sometimes more formal, but yet like it pays off as far as what you're trying to get out of the characters in a given moment. Uh, specifically with like the Stephanie Sue character Joy, she has a lot of different designs going for her for a very specific reason in this right. film. And it really, it once again, it pays off. And then the score of this movie is fantastic by uh, Son Lux, who collaborated like with all sorts of people, with Andre 3000, with uh, David Byrne, with Randy mm. Newman. Like there's this huge soundtrack coming out and I can't wait to get it because Randy I want to like, <laughs> I know, oh. it's insane. There's like all these different collaborators. Yeah. I can't wait to get the soundtrack just so I can focus in more on some of the things that were going on that I missed until yeah. I see this movie again. Because yeah, it's a... The sound and music is very is just as elaborate as the visual design of this movie. So it's there's so much like good tech stuff going on here, and this is all for like under thirty million. It's insane. Wow! Like we're gonna see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness soon. I can't wait to see a new Sam Raimi movie. It is not going to be nearly as good handling the multiverse as this movie is. I guarantee you that right now. That's an interesting thought, and I, I will be curious to see what they do there. But yeah, I mean. I don't know. Like I, I, this is like sort of like a discussion on on um, IP versus like you know uh, original properties and mm-hmm. yeah. Like I'm glad that there are still studios like A24, Neon. Uh, there's a lot of them, you know, not just like you know, and even the larger studios have like their little divisions that will pick up um, indie, indie films. But I, I, I'm so glad that people will take on things like this and not, not be afraid of saying like, well, you know, Marvel is already doing like a multiverse thing. So like, what more could I do? Like, what more could I add to it? It's like, you could probably add a lot. This is a prime example of being able to take an idea that everybody is sort of aware of and just expand on it. You know what I mean? Like, or give it your take because none of these ideas are very quote unquote original but again, like this script is pretty original. Like what they do with it is original, but then more specifically what they do with the characters is very original. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this movie for a lot of reasons, like to your point, technical categories, as well as like um, the acting and directing writing categories. But I think overall, like it's just A24 has produced like two movies where I, I uh, describe them as experiences. Um, and you should probably go and see these things, not to see them, but to experience them because they are journeys or they will take you for these um, rides that words will never do justice for. That's, that's, that's a, a very good way to put it. And I certainly agree. And while after Yang, a movie I very much like as well, uh, mm-hmm. certainly a, you know, more meditative film and quieter. Um, right. I would never say, you know, not worth seeing on a theater. Cause I think all things are worth seeing in a theater. That's, that's movies i love movies i love movies um but like this movie is one where i'm so happy that it's gonna be on a limited imax release because yes see this see everything everywhere all once in the biggest screen possible it it is such a a wild ride of a film to be on and you know getting to 
take it in in the full formats than the way it's presented absolutely <laughs> like, yeah yeah absolutely and i i'm there with you too in terms of rating like i know that this is playing in imax near me those the imax theaters have been pretty packed um so i haven't i've decided or i haven't decided to go see them there because of fair enough just uh covid stuff but um we're recording this on the 29th and i know that on the 30th they're having like sort of like a wider release of this well, movie they're having it's they're having like a big imax screening on the 30th on yeah. friday it'll expand a few more hundred theaters on april 8th it expands uh, wide yeah so i i would definitely say that you should check this out in a theater and I don't know. I mean, like, if you don't like it, I actually would love to hear about it, not just to like argue with you on it, but I'd love to hear like what what the nitpicks were and whatever else, because maybe I'm just blinded by a hot take coming in um, and just being like, you know, I, I was really affected by this and I really enjoyed it because, um, you know, what more than to have discussion about uh, what what better than to have discussion about a movie that can provide that kind of thing versus like, you know, Batman versus Superman. I hear you. And I, I mean, I, I, as it stands, I'll be very curious to know what movies there are that could possibly like be on the same level as this little one RRR as we go through the rest of the year, because this, this is just terrific stuff that I'm seeing right now. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with you. And um, like, I'm curious to see what a 24 is going to be doing for the rest of the year, but yeah, I, I will definitely be singing the praises of Michelle Yeoh. Um, throughout the rest of this year and especially toward award season. Uh, I thought that she had a strong performance in crazy rich Asians, which they actually have a, a cameo shot of her uh, on the red carpet for in this movie. Mm-hmm. But I will definitely be like, you know, we've got a campaign to get Michelle Yeoh a nomination for, for this movie here. Um, Cause she's doing so much and she's doing it uh, splendidly. I'll just note that this movie is also produced by the visionary Russo brothers. Um, <laughs> right. This, this yeah. might by default be the best thing they've been involved with. I, I, I was going to say, <laughs> I was like, you know, the Russo brothers of cherry fame. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, I think like the, they've been a part of community as directors there. And they, they certainly made um, a couple of large Marvel movies, but yeah, I saw their names come up and I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, so yeah. All right, so we've talked sufficiently for now about everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, and that is going to do it for this uh, bonus episode about Now Third Name. You can find more of my work, my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I also write for We Live Entertainment for movie reviews, as well as Why So Blue for Blu-ray and Criterion interviews. And I'm on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. Abe? Find more fun stuff over my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag hot dog hands. <laughs> did you know like uh, if you said the entire credits you'll see at the end there there's hot dog hands like llc or something like that it's like it's one of the production companies great <laughs> uh you can find the show everywhere you can find podcasts itunes audiogram spotify stitcher um feel free to email us at gmail.com and follow us on all their social channels facebook instagram twitter we're online yeah we're out we're out on the on the webs and uh yeah that's gonna do it for this uh bonus episode next week we have morbius coming <laughs> Are, you, are we sure? Morbius. Are we sure? Or is it going to move again? He's here. <laughs> He's flown in. Yeah. Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. <laughs> He's arrived. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're definitely going to try and get Jared Leto on the show or, or his stunt double. We're going to get a uh, Paolo. Paolo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're going to talk about next, next week. 
Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, so long and goodbye. This is a life free from destiny.